Hi, my name is Denise Merritt, and we're back again doing another Black-owned schools tour. You know, I started this initiative just out of curiosity because I went to a Black-owned school, and I realized that that's not the there are not a lot of Black-owned schools, and so under Black Minds Matter. Uh, we launched the first ever online directory of Black-owned schools. And I'm so honored to be joined by Cameron Frazier because Cameron is right in my hometown and he's opened the first Black-owned charter school in the city of Jacksonville, Florida. And so Cameron, I'm just very excited to, to speak to you, to learn about you, your school, and um and to come visit in person one day especially since you're right here in jacksonville um this is awesome what you're doing so please tell me a little bit about yourself your education background and why you decided to launch a school yeah um thank you for having me this is such an amazing opportunity i'm so excited to be here and speak today on behalf of becoming collegiate academy uh, my name is Cameron Frazier, and I'm the founder and principal of Becoming Collegiate Academy, Jacksonville's newest elementary school. We are the HBCU of elementary schools. Um, I started my educational career, um, wow, back in 2012 um, as a Teach for America Corps member in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, prior to that, I, I was um, I entered education because I was working at State Farm. I, I hated my job. I was at a desk job every day. Um, answering the phones. And I remember um, just starting to sub because I like just wanted to make extra side cash. Um, and through that experience of subbing um, in local schools, I just noticed the need. I noticed the need for black males. I noticed the need for just black teachers in general and just being able to connect with students. I saw that I was pretty good at it, um, managing a classroom. And it was fun. It was interactive. Working with people it was different than what I had been doing in my previous role. Uh, so an opportunity to join Teach for America came along and to join Teach for America Jacksonville, I jumped at it. Um, I started my teaching career teaching at Matthew Gilbert Middle School in the neighborhood where I grew up. Um, so I yeah. taught. <laughs> yeah, I'm from the east side of Jacksonville. Born here. <laughs> All right, Adi. So being able yeah. to teach in my community was such um, an amazing experience and I loved it. Um, and after teaching at Gilbert for three years, I decided to transition to Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I continued my teaching career, teaching third grade reading, and then I transitioned over to another large charter network where I uh, served as a leader for a couple of years. And most recently, I was a founding assistant principal, helping a large charter network open up um, a school in Nashville, Tennessee. So I got that direct technical experience yeah. there. Um, and then after that, um, I was blessed with the opportunity to found Becoming Collegiate Academy. I was a part of the Freedom Fellows Institute. Um, which took six leaders, black leaders from across the country. And we all opened up high impact schools um, in our respective communities. Um, that was an amazing experience of being able to be trained alongside other leaders who looked like me, who understood what we were trying to do. We had a mission and we all set out to fulfill it. Um, and now I am leading and founding uh, Becoming Collegiate Academy. We opened our doors in the fall, in August of this year. Wow. Wow. So that's a lot of just a different direction. So when you first started out in your early career working at State Farm, did you think, oh, well, you know, I'm going to be a founder of a school one day? Uh, I, I think <laughs> I probably said it. I, I probably said it. I probably said like, yeah, hey, I'm going to start a school one day, um, but never um, imagined like I would be here, 31, founding a school 
um, and really leading this organization. Um, like I never thought that I would receive this vision so early um, and to be able to ex execute on it so early. Um, I always knew it would probably happen. Um, I always thought it was a long shot. Like, hey, I mean, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a black kid from Jacksonville, Florida, from the east side. You know, like I graduated from Andrew Jackson High School. Never in a million years would I have ever dreamed and imagined um, being able to to do um, what I am doing today. And that's how I know it's um, like I'm walking in my purpose. Yeah. And it's crazy. You know, I've I've talked to a lot of people and I've never been able to connect with somebody because they're not from Audis, you know, and so, <laughs> you know, I know the struggles of the East Side. Tell me a little bit, you know, when people have heard, you know, my story, but you tell me a little bit from your perspective, some of the challenges or some of the things that um what how does the east side look yeah um you know to me i always look at east side as a, as a positive um like a lot of people look at it as a negative because it is an environment where you know um i mean it's poverty stricken low-income community um but to me like that was the place where i received the most love um like those are the best christmases the best holidays um, being able to go outside and play in and play in the sandbox. Like that was the best time that I've ever had in, in my life. And the best memories that I have from growing up was growing up on the East side. There's so much love in that community. Um, so much strength, grit, um, resilience, um, family, like we all were together. Yeah. Um, and you, you don't, I don't feel that, you know, nowadays. Um, so I miss the, the love that I received from the East side of Jacksonville. Um, in the east side, it, it, it built me, you know, it, it makes you grow up, you know, like you you grow up quick, you, you're you built. Um, yeah. And that experience, I, I always, I, I, I'm grateful for it. Um, it. You know, it's never anything where it's like, oh, I'm, 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 I want to stay in this. You know, it's obviously something you want to, you know, come out of. But in retrospect, thinking about it, um, it definitely was a whole lot of love and still is a whole lot of love out east. Like I love going yeah. out, east, love being out there. Yeah. Um, I'm like, back home and I say, yeah. I tell people, I'm like, you know, and that community aspect that you talked about, I'm like, you know, and you probably heard, so I'm like the Merryweathers, you know, you, somebody yeah, somebody yeah. say the Merryweathers, you're like, oh, you're a Merryweather? Like, yep. yes, I'm a, I'm a Merryweather. So your family name meant something. Your family yeah. name meant something. Um, yeah. And it still does, Adis. Like, if you if you go out there and say the Gordons or the Merryweathers, like, those names mean yeah. something. <laughs> and nowadays in our communities, like, we don't have that, you know, like, and that's what I, I want to be able to rebuild, right? Like yeah. you, you, you're, we are representing our family's legacy and look what the two of us are doing now. Yeah. Um, and, and that is what, you know, we, we got to instill in our kids is that, you know, what you're doing is not just for you is to extend the legacy forward. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> that's so amazing. You know, I, I, um, yeah. And, and even with this back and forth, you know, when you meet somebody from out east, you're like, what? You from out east? And you're like, yeah, I'm from out east. And you, 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 your grandmama, your auntie, great aunt. There's always some type of connection, community and people are just bonded over just being from out east. And so I'm so happy to, to hear about what you're doing. And I really hope more people get on board with creating more high impact schools yes. um, on the on the east side. Uh, specifically because it's such a rich environment. Like yeah. you think about the downtown area and for those listening who don't know, we're talking about the east side of Jacksonville and Cameron Frazier founded a school, the first black owned charter school in Jacksonville. And he, we're from the same community in Jacksonville, Florida. So it's <laughs> kind of interesting. And 
the community, the urban core, which is called, sits right at, you would think that the area will be high income. You have Springfield, which is pretty historical, higher income peoples, downtown Jacksonville, the port of Jacksonville, right on the other side where you have a port, uh, boats coming back in, bringing um, products back in from the port. And this Jacksonville Stadium, where the Jacksonville Jaguars play. You just have so much going on. The Jacksonville Fairgrounds, which is constantly hosting, you know, arena games, shows and all this thing. And then you have this very, very high poverty um, community. And I think I read the other day that the East Side hadn't had any businesses, new businesses in over 50 years. Mm -hmm. um, so it's near and dear to my heart. And I know it is to you. Yes. Um, so, you know, talk about, so your school was founded August of last year. Um, and so talk to me a little bit about your, you, you're fresh, you know, so talk to me a little bit about the challenges, especially, um, since you founded it during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, the challenges are real. <laughs> um, it has definitely, uh, tested my faith, um, and built my faith more than anything. Um, I would say the biggest challenges that I've face so far. Um, while I talk about the successes, the successes is one, being able to like have the community engaged and behind becoming Collegiate Academy, 100%. Yeah. Like the Jacksonville community, um, like they they stand up and they show out with us. Um, and we're only as strong as our village. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that village. Um, we assembled a, a strong board. Um, we've assembled a strong team. Um, we've raised the funds that we needed to raise nationally to be able to found our school. Awesome. Um, the challenges that we faced locally, especially during COVID was, you know, I, I wrote my charter, uh, which is a, a 500 page document, um, a 500 plus page document that I presented to Duval County Public Schools and Duval County um, School Board um, to be approved. Um, so writing that itself, especially during COVID was um, definitely a challenge, um, you know, COVID definitely was something that everything just stopped. So I was, you know, every day out and about in the community, being able to relate and interact with people. And when COVID came, it was like, I had to shift. Uh, we had to shift in terms of how we interacted with the community, um, how we were able to engage with the community, engage with business leaders. Um, so that was a really big challenge for us, um, navigating through that. And then the last piece is just making sure that we found the right home for our school making yeah. sure we, um, you know, found the right space um, and still being able to connect and reach families um, and to let them know exactly what we are doing and bringing to Jacksonville and to continue that building that excitement and momentum. Yeah. So where are you guys located? Well, we haven't released our exact location yet. Okay. Um, that is intentional. Um, everybody wants to know that's the million dollar question. Um, but I will tell you, we'll be located um, in north on, on in the north side of Jas on the north side of Jacksonville, and we chose that community for a couple of different reasons. Yeah. Um, one, we know that there's a lack of high quality schools, um, you know, because of school closures. Um, our community in North Jacks has, you know, seen a lot of school closures, a lot of consolidations, um, and even with the new district plan, there's even more. Um, consolidations that will be happening within the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh, so we knew that the need was there. Um, the the uh, the furthest charter school was a, a couple miles away. Um, so there was just not a lot of high quality options in our community. So we specifically chose to in, um, impact the Norwood Lake Forest communities, which awesome. is uh, around yeah. the 3208, 3209 zip code. Um, and we will be located in that community off of Norwood Avenue. So we're really yeah. excited 
about being able to be in the heart of 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 the north side um, and being able to be, uh, be in a central location where we can expand and reach um, beyond just that community. It's so crazy because I'm listening to you. I'm like, yes, like my head is bobbling because <laughs> it's like those are high high need zones, yes. and um, yeah, it's just so great. So. Uh, what's your hope for you know your students and your village? Because it seems like your your school is not just set up to impact students' lives, but the larger community life. So what what's your hope and what do you, how do you envision tackling that? Because it is a pretty you're very positive. I'm very optimistic too. And as a native, you know we're in the same backyard. So how does that how does that look? And how are you gonna how are you gonna do how are you gonna help with this? Yeah. Um, so. One, starting off with the need. Um, so we know that more than 50% of students, um, half of the students enter into kindergarten um, not being prepared and being ready. Um, and we know that's for all students in, in the yeah. state of Florida. Um, but more specifically, we know that for black kids, like that number is even yeah. more lower. Um, and based on recent statistics um, and released, 37% uh, of black kids in third grade uh, were passed the Florida State Assessment. Um, wow. That means that 37% compared to wow. 60, uh, 61, 62% of, let me make sure I got my numbers right, 66% of their white peers um, wow. and 74% of their Asian peers. So our students wow. are performing way below uh, where they should be. And so wait, repeat that, repeat that again for me. You said 34%. 37% of, of black kids are performing below, are, are on the FSA reading. 37% of black students earned enough points to say they passed. Um, so that's compared to 66% of their white peers in Jacksonville and 74% of their Asian peers in Jacksonville. So those numbers are stark. Um, an achievement gap truly exists in our city. Um, and we have to do something different. Um, we have to do something unique. We have to do something innovative. Uh, we have to get creative. Um, in order to reach our kids. And that's what we've been able to do at Becoming Collegiate Academy. Uh, so when our goals for our kids are is threefold. Um, one is 100% of my Becoming Bears to graduate HBCU ready, uh, ready to attend a historically black college or university in the future. 100% uh, of my Becoming Bears um, being able to acquire 21st century skills and habits uh, so that they can be able to compete in their, our ever-changing market. Um, and 100% of my Becoming Bears embodying the Becoming core values. Um, and we believe that by doing this, um, our students will be on track to be able to uh, live a life um, filled with choice. We know that when you graduate from college, you're able to have choice. You're able to, um, you know, make decisions and, and, and live a life um, that's different than what they might be living at the, the current moment. Um, and we want to be able to provide our kids um, with an opportunity where they're affirmed and they see themselves in a positive light and know that the sky is the limit. Um, they can do whatever it is in this world that they want to do. Um, and we want to give them a very solid foundation early on to be able to do that. Yeah, that's so I, I think about my K through 12 experience and from K to five, I went to some of those high impact schools. And because you know exactly where, you know, I'm talking about, I won't mm -hmm. name drop on this one, but I have name dropped, you know, before. But, you know, I went to those high need schools on the east side, on the north side, and I ended up failing the third grade twice. I mm -hmm. was that kid who could, was not reading by third grade and repeated it twice. 
Um, and it wasn't until I went to a school like the one you're trying to provide for your students that really wrapped me around and focused on my needs as a student that my my outlook on education changed and my performance and, and my academics changed. All everything changed just because of the environment and the setting that I was in. And that's how I got thrust into this space of education reform and just trying to figure out you know, how is my experience different from my family members, from my, you know, from other people that I know? And it just boiled down to the fact that I received a different education. And what if, you know, like that question. And so that's drawn me into this space of activism and advocacy. And so when you talk about providing other options for students so they can have the hope and that spark of, you know, hope to go to college, to achieve, to get jobs, it, you know, it resonates so well because that's what I lived. And I'm very happy to, every time I do these episodes, I'm so happy to hear that it all brings, it all comes back to providing those options. And there are people who want to, you know, um, I'm and I am I I don't you know do pitter patter but you know the public school system all of those data points that you mentioned are not from the charter school sector the private school sector their mainstream sector you know we have one public school system and I'm be frank they're not really doing a big good a good enough job for me you know of educating our babies and so when I think about options. I'm I'm very excited to hear about just what other things are in the in inundated. But yeah, yeah. yeah. What advice? Oh. Oh no, I was just saying, and like you, you know, very similar experience of just having um like just realizing that my own educational experience did not prepare me for for college. It did not prepare me for my future, and it did not provide me with what I needed um, as a black boy. Um, and, you know, for me, this school is so personal because it fixes that, you know, um, and not even for me, it fixes what it didn't do for my parents, right? Like what it didn't do for others who came before me. Um, and we know that it's on us to provide our kids with a positive experience, a positive education where they see themselves reflected. Um, you know, like it is so, um, you know, being black and being able to teach black kids right. and lead black kids, you know, we have a profound additional impact um, with our students that helps right. them, um, you know, uh, see success, right? Like see themselves yeah. in a positive light. Um, yeah. and, and our kids need more of that. So I commend you for using your voice, your platform awesome. as an opportunity to be able to, to shift the narrative um, for so many kids and, and to be able to highlight those who are shifting the narrative um, across our country. Yeah. What advice would you give to people who are in this process or maybe just thought about it, kind of how you were in your early days and thinking about founding the school? What advice would you give them? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, understand your why. Know your why. Um, I think that's like so important um, because it's that why that you're going to have to lean on when times get hard because times are going to get hard. Times are going to be tough. Um, so being able to understand and know your why is like extremely important. Know what you're doing and what you're building and why you're doing it. Um, like for me, like I'm, we're building a high quality school. Like our school is going to be amazing. It's going to be one of the best in the city. Um, and I believe in that because I've been trained to be able to, to do this, right? Like I have, you know, worked in high performing networks. I've, you know, traveled and seen high performing schools 
I built my vision. I built my eye. Um, so I just didn't wake up overnight and just say, hey, I'm, op- I'm open up this school. Yeah. Like, this is something that, you know, I have trained for. Um, so, you know, I believe that black kids is not just about providing them with a school where they have black leaders standing right. in front of them, but they need high quality schools. Thank like, you. They deserve high quality schools. Yeah. If we're not providing them with that, I'm not for it. Thank um, you. Like, our kids need the best. Um, yeah. and, and I, you know, we're going to provide them with that. So I'll say know your why, um, understand your why, understand that vision that you've received. Um, and, you know, make sure that you're building something of quality for our kids and our community. That's right. And it's like, yeah, we 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 don't want, you know, the afterthought. We don't want yeah. the people who are just trying to make money. We need high quality options. And like that, what you said is so important. I was asked um, I was asked one day when I was, you know, talking about the directory on our website and somebody said, oh, so is it your goal to have black students enroll in black owned schools? And I'm like, no, that's not my goal at all. Like, I don't care what school our kids enroll in as long as they're they're at high quality. They're make, making our kids successful, teaching them how to read and do math. Yes. And I don't I don't care. I just want the information out there that, hey, these schools exist. But yes. if the school is not high quality, I won't be pointing nobody to it. Not at all. <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> we don't have time for that. So do you have any books or resources, anything that's been helping you, guiding you along the way? Ooh, got me along the way. Um, yeah, I've, I mean, I've been really focused in on um, like learning the science of reading um, and been reading a lot of great books about just understanding that. Um, know Better, Do Better is one that I've recently read. Um, I would say the book that has inspired me the most in founding um, a school is not an educational book at all by any means. Um, it's actually one that um, is Night John. Um, and I forgot who wrote it, um, but it's a it's a third grade level book. Um, we read it during my fellowship experience, but that book um, put into perspective for me um, the importance of what I am doing, right? And in 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 going back and coming back home, coming back to the South, you know, like Nashville is still the South, but I mean, you know, Tennessee it feels a little different. Like I'm back in the South. Um, and, you know, like coming back in the South, like I understand, you know, my purpose and, and what I'm doing. Um, so Night John was a book that really helped put a lot into perspective for me and really helped shape um, my thinking in terms of, uh, of building something of quality um, for our kids and, and, and doing, you know, hard work for our kids. Right. Like, um, you know, we're, we're doing we like to believe we're doing what our people have always done for years. Right. Um, which is is come back and and, and to be able to uh, give back. Um, it's, on, it's it's always been on us to be yeah. the ones to come back and give back to our community. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I have a whole list of books that I can, I can uh, throw off, but like those, start with your why. Uh, yeah. I, I can name a million, but you know the one that was been that's been the most impactful, the one that I, I probably go back to the most is is Night John. Yeah. It's so funny. We used to watch that movie uh, every year at school. Um, we used to watch that and uh, Miss Jane Pittman and all of these um, educational related, you know, old black films. And um, so you saying that I remember the scene in Night John where he's, you know, this guy, he had his hands cut off and he's like, I or his toes cut off something because he knew how to read. Mm-hmm. And that speaks volumes to me because when I think about 
how our kids are performing now, you know, with those and even with the statistics and even nationwide with NAEP, our kids are fighting every day to get a high quality education. And that fight has been since the beginning when we were kicked out, when we weren't allowed to come into K through 12 schools, HBCUs, like we've been craving education and we won't stop at nothing to make sure we get it and teach our kids to have it. And so I think that's a really good um, book and, and movie. I, I haven't read the book, um, but I definitely will. And yeah. um, to, to talk about, because we've been fighting for our access to education forever. Yes. Um, and we deserve it. And I think that one of the powerful uh, threats to the school choice conversation are people like you, Black-owned school leaders. Like, how are you going to face a Black-owned school leader and say, like, no, you can't, you can't have your own school. You can't teach your own babies. You can't change the stats in the system. They have to stay. And I think that that's a, that's a really powerful message. Um, so let talk to me a little bit about um, anything else, like anything else you wanna uh, talk about, anything about your school or about your your um, journey during this process and um, what you guys have cooking up in the kitchen. We know that your location is, we are gonna be uh, listening out for that. Um, anything else that's cooking up? Um, it's hiring a, a high quality team, right? Like making sure that we have the right people standing in front of our kids, um, making sure that they see people who look like them, black males, black females, um, making sure we have like an equal representation. 2% of the teaching force is, is black males. Yeah. Um, we need more. We need more yeah. black men, not in, you know, roles of Dean, not in yeah. roles of um, high school coach, you know, middle school coach. Let's be real. Like, that's where we're at, right? Yeah. Um, but we need more black men in elementary schools. Like, black men, we, we tend to run from from elementary school. We tend to run from the little kids, and we're needed there. That's where we're needed the most. Um, like, our kids need to see people who look like them standing in front of them, delivering high-quality instruction um, yeah. as early as, as kindergarten so that they can start to, in their minds, um, associate black with uh, with um, excellence, right? Um, and for me, um, it's making sure that we we build um, like the ideal of black excellence in our kids throughout, right? Like our school is not just about um, like this is a black school. Like everybody's like, oh my god, I love this. This is a black school, and I tell people like this is a black school focused on black excellence, right? Yeah. Like those in the past who opened up schools didn't open up schools just to open them up. They opened them up to like there were institutions of excellence. HBCUs yeah. are institutions of excellence. Um, yeah. And they were created to be able to build that excellence in our people because we have to be excellent yeah. in order to be successful in this country, right? We have to be excellent in order to be successful in this world. Um, so for me, um, like I am focused on building that excellence, right? Like an excellent team, um, you know, making sure that our families understand the ideal of excellence and understand what we're what we're pushing towards. Um, and making sure that our community knows that as well. Like this is not just anything, right? Like this is special because, um, you know, like again, we're building we're building the next generation of black leaders um, that are going to attend HBCUs, the class of 2044. God, that's like 2044, right? <laughs> 2044, and they're going to go out and they're going to go to you know, MU, BCU, um, it, it was water, it was water college, Spelman, you know, Morehouse, they're going to go into those classrooms and they're going to know who they are. Yeah. Um, they're going to know where they come from. They're going to know the, um, they're going to know what they can, what, yeah. what contribution they can make. 
Um, and they're and, and 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 those colleges need to watch out because they're coming. Um, and they are ready. Um, and they deserve to be in those in those seats along with others who look like them um, to be able to uh, continue to progress forward. Um, and, and for me, it's, it's about making sure that I've had this vision. I've received it. Um, I understand it. I've, I've seen it. Um, now it's about, you know, executing on it. Right. Like making sure we have the right team in place to be able to execute on it. Um, and for me, it's continuing to make sure that I stay vision focused, right? Like I got this vision and there are so many people who want to come in and, and, and bring in their their own pieces and, and, and thoughts about what it should be. And for me to just stay focused on the vision and focus on the mission, which is preparing our kids, not only for college, but for life. We can't we can't focus on just just college. We got to focus on preparing them for college and life. And that is what we're going to do every single day. Um, we're going to love them. We're gonna uh, we're gonna see them. They're gonna be seen every day. Um, we're gonna acknowledge them, their presence, and we're gonna challenge them um, on a on a daily basis. Yeah. And did you go to HBCU? I'm assuming you went to an HBCU. I did not. I did I not. I was not either. fortunate enough um, no. to attend one. I actually attended the University of North Florida, um, and um, it wasn't until I was in college that I even understood about HBCUs. Right? Like nobody had ever told me about HBCUs. Nobody ever told me about the power, educated me on the power of an HBCU. We never attended a HBCU college tour. As a matter of fact, we didn't attend any college tours in high school, okay. um, but we never had that opportunity or exposure. Um, mm -hmm. And that was one thing that limited my educational experience. But in college, um, I had the opportunity to, to pledge in a fraternity. Um, and we you know, did a lot of traveling across the state and started to go on those campuses. And you know, for me, just seeing like, wow, like, this is amazing. Yeah. It's been all my life. Like, yeah. why did I get this opportunity? Why am I not here? Yeah. Um, like, I knew that there was something special going on in those campuses and, and to be able to see it and experience it from a yeah. third from a third party lens is just like I, I, I saw what I missed out on, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, you know, this fight is not about me not going to HBCU, this fight is about exposure. Um, and our kids deserve that exposure. Um, and you know. For me, it's, it's not whether you attend one is do you believe in the power of HBCUs? Do you understand the mission? Do you understand why they exist? Um, and being able to like help our kids understand that so that they in the future um, can know that, that there are other options that are afforded to them outside right. of you know other schools. And those other schools are great places of learning as well. I graduated from them. They trained me. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that experience also was an experience where you know, I didn't go to college every day and have a professor uplifting me, right? Like I didn't have a, prof a professor that was that looked like me, um, and you know, like, uh, like I, as a matter of fact, I had the exact opposite. I had experiences where individuals who stood in front of me was, you know, making me feel less than, right? Like providing me with an experience where I didn't see myself in a positive light. Like I had to build my own confidence to be able to make it through that. Yeah. Um, so I want to make sure that our kids um, get an experience where they know that they're going to be loved, right? Like they're going to understand the power of it. And if they decide to go somewhere else, that's fine. They'll be prepared for it. Um, yeah. They'll be prepared to sit in those classrooms. They'll know their power. They'll have confidence. So yeah. no matter who stands in front of them and tell them anything different, they'll know um, that, hey, I, I, that, I can, that I can do this. Um, and, they, and they've had that built in them um, from the start of their educational career, which is where it starts at. That's right. That's good. I went to um, I didn't go to I went to a PWI and I didn't learn that term 
my niece went to fam and she's like, you, you were at a PWI. And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, and, and I felt that synergy, which you're talking about when I moved to DC to work and I was going to, on to Howard's campus, going to the Christmas events and the homecoming events. And I'm like, wow, this yeah. is awesome. Like, <laughs> what if you know and yeah. i was i was fortunate enough to like yeah go to a k through 12 black owned school so i had that identity i never had that like who are you like yeah. how you, you most students experience you know in college because i had that foundation in my k through 12 but when i was going on to college campus i was just like whoa what if this was like for my whole you know education experience my education right. Um, and it was, it was, it's just so much power. And even with Beyonce's homecoming, um, mm -hmm. that, uh, was in Coachella, I'm like, whoa, like, it's just so good. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that concert, I mean, it, it inspired me, um, like even from the, the clips in between of just like yes. her, her own experience and, and talking about, you know, like the quotes of you can't be what you can't see. Yeah. Um, and, you know, highlighting the HBCU experience, like that was so powerful. And it, and it gave me an affirmation to know, like, you're doing what you're supposed to do, brother. Like, no matter what other people are telling you, like, nah, I, I, I'm doing what's right. Um, yeah. and, it, and I and I appreciate her for, for putting that body of work out because it was yeah. it was amazing. It was beautiful. And it showed the power of what black people can do. Um, right. We are amazing individuals. We're so talented. Yeah. Um, and our kids are no different. Right. Like they come out the womb. Um, Seriously. When, right. Like we come out the yep. womb um, excellent. And, and I tell people that all the time, like I'm not here to give kids anything. Right. Like even yeah. in my aims, it's, we, we can't give them nothing that God has not already given them. They're already excellent. They're already brilliant. They're already amazing. All I'm here to do is to unleash that power within them and, and to continue to let them and know how they are. In the beginning, you know, I was asking you, you know, challenges of our community because we're some from the same hood, you know. Yeah. And um, and so even when you just said that, it made me think about because on the east side and even our babies on 45th and Moncrief and out in Norwood, you're talking about our our kids are innovative, like. Yes. They will take anything and and slice it, dice it any type of way to to make do what they have to do. And how you reframe the narrative, even in the beginning of our conversation, is what they need to use those skills, use the things that they know how to do to and, and change it for the positive. You know, and so I, I um just, yeah, circling yeah. back and recapping, because I think that's so amazing. Like our babies are like I'm just thinking back to some of the things I used to be doing, and I'm like, man, if I if I just spend it the right way, I could have probably been, you know, had my own business, millionaire, something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Because when you're in it, I mean, like, I mean, let's be real. When you're in it, like, you're not thinking like all the time of like this is, you know, I mean, you're still experiencing love at the end of the day, right? Yep. Like, you know, you're experiencing community, like, and um. You know, for us, for me, another challenge, you know, just to be quite frank and honest, is like educating our community, educating parents, like educating about what charters, you know, what's the difference between a charter and a public school. Yeah. Um, so people understand that, you know, because we have become in our minds like we we hate charters. We so much information is disinformation is misinformation is out there um, that we don't understand um, the power of having quality options for yeah. your kid. Right. Yeah. Um, like I graduated from public schools and I love love it to death. Like I, I you know. Andrew Jackson, you know, to the day I die, like I love Andrew Jackson High School. I was Mr. Andrew Jackson. Um, so nobody can, you know, okay. 
I love I love AJHS. Now I'm a tiger till I die, but I but I also am able to be honest and real about what you know being a tiger really meant for me, right? Like what it yeah. prepared me for. Um and having to, you know, really take the time to educate our community has been really frustrating at times because it's like you should see it. Like you, you know, sometimes you're like you're so far in you like, you should see it, you should understand why you why we need this, but you know, we always don't don't get it, right? Like we always don't see it. And sometimes I have to take a step back and think like some some of our parents had terrible um experiences in K-12 and in school, right? So like, you know, you coming in here telling me something different is not going to change my mind. Like you just like the rest of them. So we're having to really show that love, right? Like making sure that we are um, you know, being patient with our people, um, uh, but also like talking to them and letting them know, like, hey, this is um something that's um that's you know designed with their child in mind right like it's it's designed with my own experiences in mind like selfishly right like it's designed with my own with my parents experiences in mind selfishly um but it's also designed with their kids in mind looking at the data understanding you know i taught in duval schools i know the culture i know i know our i know our system right um so i've pretty much designed the school that is doing everything um right that's being done wrong in some places and and and, and again like some of our schools they're doing an amazing job jasperville has some of the best schools in the country right um so i'm not here there there are principals who are leading those schools who are doing the best that they can do and doing great work um and i would never be one to to put them down i'll never be one to put their schools down because you know kids attend there they're doing great work those are our community schools and i love them to death but at the same time we have to do something different um and i hope that this school is an opportunity for people to see that something different can happen and you can come here and learn from it like we are not a silo. We we are a true community school. The school is the heartbeat of the community. Um, so we're open to everybody coming in and, and learning. Um, and we're open to going into spaces and learning as well um, because, you know, we need that partnership. We need that community in order for our kids to be successful um, because it's not about us as adults and how we feel about something. It's about kids at the end of the day um, and making sure that our kids are successful, making sure that the next generation, that they're successful and they have a true chance at life. That's right. Great. Like we, we got to give our kids a fighting chance, whether they choose to fight when they older or not, that's on them. Um, but they know like, hey, you know, like we taught you what to do. Like you were taught right. Um, go out there and do it. So yeah, it's about building that community and, and we are here to build it. We, we really are excited about building it. Well, Cameron, I'm so happy to have you in the trenches and I look forward to connecting more with you since we're in the same in the same city. And I'm so happy to have you. Um, in your impact back in Duval and um, as a recent migrant back home, yes. um, let's make some moves in our town. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Thank you. Mm-hmm.